My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. We're on issue 10 with your regular host, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. Sup, guys. Hello. So, um I don't bit, say words like sup. I'm not 12. Bit of an intense week, not going to lie. Literally, as we're recording this, I've just got back from London after being in Prague. It's been a bit hectic. He's still a... got his backpack with him. It's in the studio. <laughs> Literally, I look like a traveller, like who's just, or a hobo who's just wandered into the studio. But I promise I'm legit. Well, yeah, basically, there's You're a so legit. Look <laughs> the, at you being legit. Too legit to quit. I may be a bit tired and flustered, but this all happened thanks to a guy on a drone, but it worked out quite well for me. I managed to stay in a fancy four-star hotel, which I was way out of place in, so I've had a pretty decent week, and I'm, you know what? I'm excited to um, join you and talk and for the beautiful listeners to listen along. So there you go. All of our listeners know someone who was affected by the Gatwick drone of December 18. <laughs> the hectic thing that it was. Now, I've, I've just been sat at home watching telly and going to work and stuff. I've oh, not had anything interesting going re- on this week. The regs. The I've got regs. a Christmas jumper on. It's officially Christmas, uh, Fraser. It's officially. It's the Christmas episode. Woo-hoo! It is the Christmas I mean, episode. Been, Even I'm not Grinchy. I mean, it's been Christmas since December. No, it hasn't. Fine, no, it hasn't. Hey, no, you hasn't. guys all know it has been. But I'm not Grinchy today. Yeah, well, I've got I hope everyone has a cool Yule and a Happy New Year and all that. Gubbins? Feliz Navidad. You may yeah. be a little bit grinchy when I tell you some news. Go on then. Tell, well, should we new, do the news? News before the news, or update before the news. Go on. So, we talked a lot about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse last week. We did. And one thing I forgot to mention that I really like about this film after re-watching it this week. Oh yeah, sorry, I re-watched it again. That's cool. Just keep updated. But it's fine, it was with you, with you the first time. That's right, yeah. So... <laughs> So, what I didn't mention last time was I liked how, in this film, whenever they said something at the beginning, it was always called back to, like, there was loads of dialogues that were referenced back, and Peter would say it one time, Miles would say it another. Now, I'm doing a little callback of our own, because on our first show, we talked about a little wager for a self-high five. Oh, yeah, so we did. Now, the both of us can't remember whether we said just weekend box office or overall, so I'm putting up that we do both. We also didn't okay. clarify. Actually, no. I think we said international box office. Well, we can't. We can't update on that because it hasn't been launched in America yet. Yes, Aquaman. it has. No, it hasn't. So it was I, released well, a week after here. Well, I'm, this isn't fair. Well, I'm just saying that interna- internationally. Ah, uh, you see, that's office. not what we said. It, yeah, it was. We said international. I am calling no, a recount on this. Right, I'm calling a recount on this, we and said, we'll touch on it next week. We said I will look no, at the fair oh my stats. Goodness. No, you won't. Yeah. You're just a sourpuss. What, such a sourpuss. I just want such accuracy, a, Fraser. Well, he spat his dummy out. And just, I just for, want all accuracy. Of, for all of you to know, internationally, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse beat out command, so... Well... I won't do a high five right that's now. That's because Aquaman so, isn't even released in America. So Let, Let's talk about you, that. You know, why is... You know, you know, why, why do you we know, get it before America? You know anyway? Charlie Brown? Who? So there's this thing with Charlie what, Brown. from is, Peanuts? Yeah. And whenever adults talk, he goes, womp, womp, womp. That's all I'm hearing right now when you complain is, womp, womp, womp. But to legitimately go back to your question, uh, they just prefer to give... Like, we get a lot of this stuff in the UK before America, like um, all the Marvel stuff, Star Wars stuff, because we sort of... 
there's been a lot of stuff like a load of the Star Wars early stuff was filmed in Pinewood, so a bit of it is like, oh, thank you for all your support and all this, and big special effects teams, thanks to Harry Potter, and that have meant that we do help a lot with these big budget movies, so that's yeah. sort of them giving it back. But another thing is, um, we are always very positive with our opinions of these films, so we sort of pr- help create a buzz as well as other international markets, help create a buzz for the Americans to go, oh, I need to see it because these English people have seen it. Also, like... Okay, that's interesting. Also, kind of like time zones and stuff like that because, you know, we're already sort of ahead of them in that kind of way, but, yeah, that's that's my explanation anyway. So, but anyway, basically, we need to look at the figures Basically, Mark spiced me out, so what we'll do is we won't do opening weekend box office because Into Spider-Verse already won. We'll do... No, o- no, 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 no. No, we'll do overall once both of them are out of the theatre. It's way you, been out No, longer. that way you can't whinge. No, it, you can't use that as an excuse because the stats do the weekend, so they do the 14th to the 16th. So actually, Aquaman should have a better f- opinion because it's just released then, whereas Enter Spider-Verse has already had its opening days and then goes, so... Well, we'll we'll, we'll touch All on right. this next. No, week. no, don't speak your dummy out. It's fine. We'll wait until. But yeah, just so you know, I'm being I'm being the grown up here. Whatever. I'm holding him in a whatever, high five. whatever. Right, go to the news. So, with the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson, you know it's time for the news. It is. And we've got a lovely bit of news. Some of this is dated, well, not dated news, but backdated news, because, you know, we had, like, Avengers 4 trailer, and we had a lot of cool stuff going on, and some of this has been sort of sne- sneaked under the rug. But this week, just to keep it topical, we had two pretty cool trailers come out, depending on your opinion of them, of course. So, the first trailer we had was Hellboy, the new Hellboy, guy from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. David Harbour. And we also had Men in Black International with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth at the rain there. And also Liam Neeson rocking up, which was pretty cool. So what was your opinions of these two trailers? I mean, you can pick one to start off with. Let's go with Hellboy first. So it started with Ian McShane's voice. And I was like, yes, Ian McShane, this is good. If they've invested in Ian McShane, this is going to be a good film. Because Ian McShane is pretty damn good. And then there was Daniel Day Kim. Then there was Millie Jovovic. And then there was Big Mo from EastEnders. I was like, what is going on? All these cool people. I can't believe Big Mo had a gun. Isn't it? Big Mo had a gun. Madness, madness, man. This, this trailer had comedy, it had gore, and it had demons. I was like, yeah, all right. Oh, so you were down... See, for me, I don't know what it was, but some of the comedy just didn't really land. No? No, I don't, like... I was watching it um, with the group I was with uh, in Prague with, and we just sort of like... We kind of wanted to get into it, but it was just very weird. Like, it seemed like, yeah, just, like, they were, tra- like, it was obviously clear, like, oh, we're doing a new tape, we're doing comic, like, we're doing, like, you know, a bit of comedy behind it and stuff like this, and this guy's sort of, like, joke, like, you know, joking around with it, and, like, oh, I'm so tough guy, and it's, like, all the stuff was there that should have, it should be right, and it should get you hyped for it, but it was just sort of, like, I don't know, I think it is just as simple as saying, like, for me, the jokes didn't really land. No, they did uh, with me. I, I I I liked it. I thought the I thought the whole thing was really pretty, and I appreciated the Britishness. And yeah, there was eighties like, music. But then it, I I guess maybe we have different taste in humor. Yeah, maybe? I think it's to- like it might totally just be that. But yeah, like I can appreciate that it was a 
it's great to see Hellboy back, and it's sort of like they've got this stylistic approach, right? And sort of like the visuals, like are like Hellboy, like the previous two films. But for me, yeah, for me, it's just that that comedy, and it also it worries me slightly because usually they put the best comedy in the film, uh, in the trailer. Sorry, yeah. So maybe the comedy is not going to be too much of a thing in the actual film, and this is just showing that there will be some humor aspects in it. But yeah, I'm. I was concerned I wanted it to. wasn't Ron Perlman. But yeah. the actor they've got is nearly as chinny yeah. as Ron Perlman. Oh, yeah. Not he, quite he as looked, chinny. He looks incredible as Hellboy, and it was sort of like... I'm not sure chinny's a word. Chinny. Chin, chin. You know what I mean? Big chin. Crimson chin. Chinny. Fairly odd parent. The Knights... I, 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 I was quite impressed. I, I liked it. I, I, I definitely want to go and see this film. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I'll still see this, and like again, it, like I know they've campaigned so much for a Hellboy. Like... Everyone wanted to complete the trilogy, and it's nice that we're seeing this. And David Harbour, like, he's, you obviously you don't watch Stranger Things, but like his character in that is very prolific, and it's kind of good that it's nice to see that he's getting more work through it, and he's a perfect choice for it. A lot of people wanted him as Cable, so it's nice <laughs> to see that he's still getting a. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. You can sort of see the. Yeah, where I can the see why he'd go. have made a good the, the chinny thing. The chi- it's all about the chin, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's good chin. Chinny. Um, but the other trailers, so Men in Black International, what did you re- think about that? Well, Chris Hemsworth's pretty. I, I, I can't just say it. You can't just say that, can you? Well, I didn't see much else. Was that it? Just I, It was nice seeing... You objectify It was nice seeing London. Um, the car was cool. I saw nothing else that made okay, me want to so, see the film. So Chris your, Hemsworth's pretty, What's though? your opinions on the originals, like the Men in Black? They were One, fun. They were, I wasn't huge fans, but they were both fun. I enjoyed them. Oh, there was three. There was Might not fir- have seen the third There was one. a third one very recently and sort of like... Might not That's why some one. people still have a sour taste in their mouth. For me, for me personally, I did sort of... It was one of them after... Like, because we've recently seen these two together in Thor Ragnarok, I sort of like... It was cool to see that dynamic back again, but this time with different... You know, they're playing different characters. Mm. Seeing Liam Neeson in it was cool because I knew Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth in because we saw stills. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then seeing Liam Neeson, I was like, okay, I can totally get down with this. And yeah, those those original films, obviously, I watched them growing up and I really did enjoy them mostly because like Will Smith, you know, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones, like it's a good combination. This it was. Film, the third one was sort of like, ah, uh, it was one of them where it, it was one of those signals where I was like, okay, I'm not a child anymore. So like, okay, I can see this in a different light as, instead of just being like, ah, oh, crazy aliens. So it will be interesting to watch this movie and sort of see it with, like, an older mind frame. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's a film I'll probably watch. It's a film that I'm sure I'll enjoy. But this trailer really didn't give me very much. This trailer got me more than Hellboy just because it was like... Really? Yeah, yeah, just because I feel like they're more natural comedic actors like, and you can trust them because of how funny they were in Ragnarok. Whereas, like, David Harbour, I've not really seen him in comedy before, and there's sort of, like, there's no comedic actor in the Hellboy trailer that made me think, okay, the comedy's going to be strong in this. And again, mm. I'm saying, like, I am seems to be focusing on the comedy a lot on that, but that's just what that trailer sort of, you know, that was sort of, it seemed like its main focus. And mm. Hellboy doesn't necessarily, like, it's not going to be a ha-ha-ha, joke, joke, jokes all the time. Whereas this Men in Black seems like it might be more, like more of a jokey kind of thing, because that's like Will Smith was a comedic actor when he sort of made his break and sort of. True. Like, so it, there is that sensibility about it. So yeah, I mean, both films still have the possibility. Like any film has the possibility to be great or bad. I, I, after I want a trailer. to see both of them, but yeah. I think I want to see Hellboy a little bit okay, more that's, in light of the. Trailers. That's nice because you like you want to see Hellboy more. I want to see Men in Black more. 
But forget about what we're saying. What about you guys? Where do you fit into this? Do you want to see both of them? Which one do you want to see more? What did you think about the comedy about that? Are you also gutted that Men in Black 23 is not happening? They were going to do a mix. There was uh, So when Sony were going down the pan a bit, there was going to be loads of like Jump Hill remixes. So Jump uh, Jump Hill, Jump Street. Sorry, just threw in Jonah Hill's name. Jump Street, you know, it's like 21st and 22 Jump Street. They were going to no. do like... You don't know 21 and 22 Jump Street? I have no idea what you're talking the about. The comedies with Channing Tatum and Joan Hill. Right, well, no. you're a dinosaur. There were these uh. there were these hilarious meta um, comedies, and they were based off a TV show that was probably more in your time that had Johnny Depp as the lead. Um, but they were going to do loads of mixes. They were going to do a mix of Ghostbusters. They were going to do a mix of Men in Black. So I'm semi-gutted that that's not happening, but this also looks fun as well. So yeah, if you... Again, we want to know your opinions as well, because we're... We're like kind of diverse between the two of us, and Polar you know, opposite yeah, like. exactly. So some people fit in between. Now we're going to move on to the next bit of news, which was sort of um, it was a couple of, like probably like a week ago, about a week ago. What? Uh, sorry, is this another one of those memes that you're so affectionate of? Yes, yes, it was. Ugh. So Disney revealed their Black Panther Oscar wish list, basically. Um, <laughs> it was a bit ambitious, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a bit more. To be fair. They've removed someone from the podium, so it's looking more likely that it's going to be a... There's more of a chance than ever. But to go through the list, they went for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, with literally anyone who's a supporting actor, Michael B. Jordan, Andy Serkis, The Full Shebang, Best Supporting Actress, Best... Again, basically all the supporting actresses they threw in there, Best Adapted Screenplay, Cinematography, Costume Design, Visual Effects... Original score and song. The one category they were missing, though, was this popular film category that they were going to throw in purely for this film, supposedly, but then postponed slash basically got rid of when everyone realised it was a stupid idea and it got, they got a ridiculous amount of backlash for. So was the idea of the popular vote that they would put they would pick a film? Ba- basically, it was pandering to people so people would watch the Oscars because... Believe it or not, right. not many people still watch the Oscars because it's not really inviting to the average moviegoer. I look it up on the on a website, but Exa- I don't watch it. Exactly, yeah. So look that, at the results. Like that's the thing in and like tut. they're trying to get more people in and they did this with like best an- they made a best animation category purely so like they could people wouldn't whine when Toy Story or whatever wasn't on or Lion King wasn't on sense. Best Picture. But it's such a cop out. Like they're doing like they tried doing it with popular film and everyone was like no, that's a stupid thing. If it's a popular, if it's a well-made film, and it's popular, it like it shouldn't matter. It should be considered best pictured. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Now with this, like I said, there was someone removed from the panel who sort of seemed very against superhero movies, and there's a lot of sort of like the panel's basically full of old people who, to be honest, are a bit past it. And <laughs> to me, so what you think? So Louisa. we always have no, like the summer box office. Everyone goes, oh, summer blockbusters are just full of superhero movies. Well, this January, February window, January, December, January, February window we're in, and this Oscar movie, you know, Oscar movies season, they're all basically biopics. And I, don't get me wrong, I love a good biopic, but it just seems that more and more it's just like bio, like you throw in a biopic, you're guaranteed to get a bit of an Oscar nomination or mm. something like that. Which don't get me wrong, is like. They are incredibly well-made films, but sort of like stretch the boat out a bit more. You know, look around for different films, and but I feel do the Oscars count. Do, do, do they matter anymore? Well, like that's a question that's worth raising. Like, if you want to make them like the 
clearly the people behind them want to make them count. So if you want to make them count, you need to sort of, you know, you need to look beyond what you've seen in the past. Like, mm. film is constantly changing, so it's time, really, it's time for you guys to change, which is why I'm really excited that they've also, they always do, they can, the minimum they can do is five, the maximum they can do is ten. It's looking more like they're going to do ten this time around. Mm. And there's a lot of films that potentially deserve a, a Best Picture nomination who have lost because of this um, limited uh, shortage. Right. Like, the Dark Knight, for example, um, Heath Ledger won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Well deserved, an incredible performance. But the Dark Knight missed out on Best Picture just because, like, they took one, you know, took one film out that year. Now, hmm. came out twenty twelve. Can you name me? Well, first off, can you name me the the film that won twenty twelve or the other nominations? No, and to be honest, on the top of your head, you can't. But like 2012, when you think of superhero films or like really or sack superhero films, just really impactful films, you do think of The Dark Knight. Sorry, 2008. Two, 2012 was, um, what you call it, Rises. We don't talk about Rises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just sort of raised, and I sort of wanted to bring this up as conversation. The news is going to be a bit longer now because of this. But also I'm opening this out to the group. What are films, comic book films, that maybe have slipped under the radar or maybe have deserved at least recognition by the um, Oscars, maybe if they did have this best popularity or um, or otherwise best picture or anything like that. Here's the thing, do we care? For, for me, I, I don't care. It would be nice to see the films I like get an Oscar, but the reality is the most successful film of the year was Infinity War. That yeah. has made squillions and centillions of money and it means they'll make more that's all I care about an Oscar doesn't mean they'll make a new superhero film success at the box office means they'll make a new superhero film so it would be nice but all I care about is whether or not I'm going to get more of what I like I think for me though it's just sort of like as a film student or former film student I guess blur the lines it's it's that thing of having your pie and eating it as well or whatever the phrase is it's just sort of like Yes, you've made all this. Like, it seems right now you have two options. Win awards, make no money. Make money, don't win awards. Like, why can't the two, you know, sort of intertwine? Mm. And just recognise the cinematic importance of what the MCU and Infinite War is. It's it's a story that's been built over 10 years. Now, if this wasn't a superhero or blockbuster thing, people would be all over this. Or even in previous times, like, imagine if a Western... Or like a Godzilla, these ones that were getting all the nominations. Imagine if they built a universe over ten years. That we'd be talking about it still now. And yeah. I reckon in a couple of years' time, when the maybe when these movies have gone, or film students in like let's say twenty, thirty years, they will be talking about this and how impactful it was in film. They're talking about I it hope now. So they're talking about it now in you, you know in university. We talked like it was a, yeah, it was a Hollywood cinema class, but Hollywood cinema is predominantly dominating the Oscars. We had. We cla- we had classes about the Oscars and we had classes about the blockbuster and how blockbusters have changed and universe creating like them like a case study was the Marvel universe and it's just like it's, it's annoying because they'll talk about the French New Wave in this way is like it's created all these great things but like the MCU have cre- has created great things because now we're getting more universes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's changing the way. You go into a cinema now, it's completely different than it was before the MCU came around. You watch a film now, you stay till the end. You watch the film, you're like, okay, this could be connected to something else. And it's it's further stories. It's all about the post credits. Exactly, but you know what I mean? And like, again, 
I don't want to harken too too much. I sound like an MCU fanboy or like butthurt, but it's also like DC films. Like The Dark Knight really should have got more recognition than it um, it got, and I don't know. It just sort of not irks me, but it's just it feels like come on, like I feel like going to an old man and like come on, dude, get with it, or like man, you don't even know anymore. Do you know, like, and also the fact that Suicide Squad is an Oscar um, winner just hurts. I mean, it's like in special effects or whatever, but that just... It does seem, just of all the films of, in recent memory, to that's get an Oscar, I, like, that that shouldn't be the one. Like, that's what I mean, do you know? And, like, I am excited, because we talked a couple of weeks ago about, like, how the Enter the Spider-Verse was, um, won a... Oh, I can't remember what award show it was, but it won the Best Animation in the past. Three winners had won the Best Animation Oscar. And okay. I'm hoping... I'm hoping that happens and sort of opens the gateway for superhero films because I'll also point this out. Lego Batman didn't get nominated for Best Animation, but you know what animation did? Go on. Boss Baby. What is that? Boss Get Baby. out, mate. I doubt and like people actually saw that. I was Boss Baby. Exactly, mate. Ugh. Outrageous. Now, sorry, we've gone on quite a bit. We, we are very interested to hear your opinions as well because for me, anyway, it's a passionate subject to mine and I, I, it, could, Fraser? I could talk about it for a whole hour but you know <laughs> we've got other stuff in the show Paul oh pass really okay I didn't get that quite right I'll work on it I'll time it better next he time he did but that yeah. live we usually have like I know yeah, we usually have pre recorded yeah he yeah, did no, that live definitely going to try and pre record I it. tried to distract him and Paul. stick my tongue out oh pass. and it didn't work <laughs> didn't work at all so yeah we tra- we got we finally have a theme for polar pass Woohoo! We but do. we actually need to pre-record it i think we should do because that. yeah it should be a bit smoother than that yeah <laughs> i tried i tried guys everyone loves to try now polar pass is slightly different this week but forget about it being different i'm going to explain to you what polar pass is at first and then i'm going to cha- tell you how we changed it up so have we flip reversed it no we're doing a bit of a gimmick this okay this it's gimmicked week. it's not bit of, it's bit of a gimmick right so um, Polar Pass, basically, whenever you go into a comic book store, your local comic book store, and you pick up an issue of something, let's say it's a issue of... What comic book character do you want to pick up this week, Mark? What have you seen in the corner of your eye and gone, oh, I fancy a bit of that? Batman. So you picked up, like, let's say, issue one of Batman. You go back to the ca- to the counter, you give it to the clerk, and you say, one issue of Batman, please. They will ask if you want to add that to your pull. And you will be like... Oh, What's a pull? And they'll go, oh, whenever there is a Batman issue, two, three, four billion, we will put it behind here for you, and you can come in and say, oh, what's on my pull this week? And they whip out the latest issue of Batman, and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that was out this week. I'm so happy, and now I've got some Batman to read. It's sort of like a subscription, but it's less intense, less give us your card, we will sign you up for a um direct debits and you will take them on each week you can literally just come in like sometimes i was very keen and came like every wednesday because that's new comic book day but mark you have a pull where you sort of just come in <laughs> i just go in once come a, in w- like, once or whenever usually after payday exactly sometimes after two months but this this segment has absolutely gigantified i'm not sure that's a word but it's made my pull a, a lot bigger a bit because we keep reading Back. good things and it's now my fact. pull's like I, I walk in and like is there anything on my pull? And they're, they're, they're boom. They just go, they're hang just on, let me just get the box. <laughs> let me get the whole box out. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, so on this segment of this show, we usually look at a first issue. Most of the time, we've managed to do, like, three. This time, like I said before, it's going to be a bit different. 
So we look at three. They're usually first issues or like the beginning of a new story, which is great about comics because there's they sometimes reset or they, you know, you can start off from a load of different jumping points. So if you do go into a comic book store and you're a bit intimidated, like, oh, it's Spider-Man 822, but it says like part one of a story, jump in. They'll, they know you're in for the ride. They'll help you along. They'll, you know, they'll help you steer, steer around the paddles. Or they won't, and if they don't, it's because it's badly written. Yeah, which is a... That's a very good point, to be fair. So, and this week's Polo Pass, because it's Christmas, we have done, Christmas. done a bit of a gimmick here. Yeah. So we've looked at two Christmas specials, and we've said that we have to pull one, and we have to pass the other. Now, Mark, mm. I'm suggesting as well that we have to pull every Christmas special... By the company we put... No, I'm joking. That'd be a bit too intense. No, that'd be a bit Any too intense. Any Christmas special they ever pull out, we have no. to add to our pull. No. But I don't think the comics... So, so I it's don't not really pull or pass. It's basically a competition between d- two I, Christmas yeah, specials. I don't think your local comic book store would allow you to do that. Like, okay, whenever this company releases a Christmas special, I want you to know, it's like, I'm sorry, I don't even know if we're going to make it till next Christmas. Exactly. You know, That was bleak. You know, it's Christmas. A- you know, because Amazon are destroying the comic book industry. They are. And so are trades. Whatever. A moment just for that. Whatever. No, but basically, yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, we're going to put it on a poll and I don't know. Basically, right, I'm just going to get straight to it. We had two. It we was did. Marvel's season beatings. Do you get it? Like season greetings. Yeah. Right? And Archie's Christmas Spectacular. Now, Mark, what were your opinions on the two books? Should we talk about Marvel first? Why not, eh? Right, first things first. I was, imme- I was immediately put off by the name Seasons Beatings. Because oh. uh, I, for those of you that don't know, I'm involved in British wrestling and there are so many, Season, so many wrestling beatings. shows in around Christmas called Seasons Beatings. It is like the biggest cliche. It's the most obvious pun and Marvel should be doing better than that. Should do all I want for Christmas is wrestling. <laughs> well, anything other than Seasons Beatings. And I was like, well, fine. But I gave it the benefit of the doubt and I'm glad I did. Uh, oh, interesting. The, see, a lot of the comic books I read, the trades and stuff, are sometimes quite old, particularly Marvel stuff. And um, it, it actually stuck out to me that the jokes were current. Yeah. Like, as of current, now. Yeah, definitely current references, which sort of, again, like you say, dates the book when you go back to it. But for now, it's pretty perfect. And, and well, that's the thing. It's always going to be dated because they've always put topical stuff exactly. in. But... Obviously, when you're reading stuff like, I don't know, anything, The Death of Superman, whatever, that's really old now. Yeah. And you won't even spot the cultural references from the time. I probably will, but you won't. Hey, you never know. I'm like, <laughs> the, guy, I'm like the guy from um, Ready Player One, digging out all of those. <laughs> you are a little bit Ready Player One, I'll oh, give you cheers, that. mate. And um, it explored the Spider-Man, uh, the relationship between Miles and Peter, which yeah. I liked. I liked their dynamic. Um, and I, I thought that having, basically having Deadpool as the, the Watcher narrator. was a nice was, idea. Yeah, he was like the narrator of the Christmas story. Yeah, he, was, of, he like, was basically yeah. a Watcher, really. Yeah, yeah, he was like, it was interesting. I did like his little um, tidbits here when he was, he'd talk about like, why am I presenting it? And he sort of, he 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 sort of referenced what we just talked about, like being dated. He's like, well, I've got to do it while I'm popular. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he was holding like a spider going thing because it's interesting. So the most sold comic book characters, I remember someone telling me a while back when they worked at a comic book store, that in their comic book store anyway, was Deadpool, Spider-Gwen, 
and um, Harley Quinn. So it's kind yeah. of interesting that he was holding like Not a surprise. Ba- basically his competition is in Spider Gwen, and you know you've got Gwenpool now, so the sort of like that whole thing of like Dead- Deadpool, if he was that meta, would be intimidated by that. Yeah, and I did sort of like he. So Childish Gambino, Donald Glover was he was writing some Deadpool animated stuff. So and he does get a little reference here. He goes like Chimichanga ish gambit uh, or something like this right. or something and it was it was funny for me i was like no oh, that's a nice little reference if they yeah make it. and it was it was very clever yeah. and then squirrel girl turned up i have a deep rooted hatred of squirrel girl <laughs> but it was actually quite fun and it yeah. actually worked and I, no- uh, ma- yeah. maybe i was feeling festive but i actually even i, I even like squirrel girl for a moment you're feeling the you're in the christmas spirit i'm kind of liking it but also kind of scared by it you're not gonna scared. lie yeah, yeah. and then uh, it was it was my first encounter with the female hawkeye oh yeah and they pulled out the boxing glove arrow and called it a boxing day arrow uh. and i was like yeah <laughs> see for me so i did enjoy these but what was lacking for me was the Christmas element, if that makes sense. Because um, we're going yeah, to talk about it on trade-off, but usually these Christmas specials, for me anyway, in my head, well, the previous ones I've got, have always been like, there's a DC one as well that I've got in the past. They've always sort of been like famous Christmas tales, but told with superheroes. So right. I was like, expecting that again. When really, I feel like I just got mini stories, but mini stories that didn't really have a beginning, middle, or end. They just sort of happened. Like I was happy seeing Spidey and Miles together, but I was just like, "When's the story?" Oh, it's over. I was like, "Okay, I'll read the next one." I was like, "Okay, when's the story?" Okay, that's ended too. And I was just like, "Maybe if they had the whole book on one character doing the whole thing." And we're going to get into it more, I think, with trade off later on when we talk about eh, a little preview for you there when we talk about it. But yeah, there was just, and, well, yeah, I'll talk more about Archie as well. It's what I got more out of Archie. So for me, no, we'll wait until the end for the reveal. So any more thoughts on the Marvel one before I push on I really Archie? liked it. Um, I was really impressed by it. I thought it was fun, and I think it worked. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it okay. a lot. You dig it. Now, if you guys have checked out the Marvel uh, Seasons Beatings, please let us know what you think about it and whether you would pull or pass it. You can also enter our little thing here if you want to read the two and sort of see which one you would go in. Yeah. It's always interesting to see. So, Mark, I've been desperately trying to get you on the Archie high road. I've been trying to, you know, push you into it. And you did okay how was, with the horror stuff. Yeah, how was this slight nudge into non-horror? Dismal. Okay. Absolutely diabolical. I, I came out of it thinking that Archie was a thief and a fool who gets his just desserts. He's just fundamentally unlikable. He steals from people's bins, steals which is gross. Steals from the rich, gives to the poor. But he steals from people's bins. The Robin Hood, mate, steals from the rich, gives to the poor. I don't care, it's bins. And, and he was incredibly thoughtless. He stole from someone's bin and gave her the thing he stole from her bin as her Christmas present. That's, that's just completely unforgivable. What an absolute tool. No, but, right. So give a bit more context if you haven't read this. So these rich people were being very wasteful with gifts and they were throwing him in the trash and Jughead and Archie see it and go, oh, people would appreciate these gifts more. Like they're wasting, they're wasting all this. 
And yes, they did sell some, they sold some stuff. Yeah. But they also gave presents to people in need and people who weren't getting presents. They also gave... And pre- they also gave presents back to people. And they also gave presents... No, but they gave presents to like their friends and family who they knew they enjoyed. And the interesting thing is, he gave the, this present to Veronica, who's notoriously known for being very rich. And like she recognized it, but her dad threw it out. Her dad was the one who threw it out, so she was like, "Oh, this is really nice." So Archie knows Veronica more than her dad. Well, it was know. a nice whimsical thing, and this was more Christmassy. Like that's what I mean. That was a Christmas tale. Like each one of these stories was a Christmas tale. There's a tale with um, Santa Claus's daughter, which was re- like I thought whimsical. And- well, in the next one, he he found that a train that his dad wanted was worth thousands and thousands of pounds. He went round someone's house. And his girlfriend, whatever, he went around someone's house and saw the train, didn't tell her that it was worth lots of money and accepted it as a gift without warning her. No, that's diabolical. That's not the thing. That's see, you're missing the. This is because you don't. I'm clearly not missing any. No, this is because you don't know Archie. So Veronica is wadded. She's got so much money. They're not using this train set anymore. She is well aware this is worth a lot of money, but she cares about Archie, and Archie is being very thoughtful here. He goes out of his way. He knows how much this train set means to his dad. And he looks online, knows I can't afford it. He sees Veronica's got it. And he doesn't go, oh, I want that. Or he doesn't steal it. He just looks at it. He didn't say he stole it. No, but I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? All these bad stuff he could do. He sees it and Veronica sees how much it means to him. So it's Veronica being nice to him, him being nice to um, his dad. Okay, In, in the third one, in the third one, there's an elf who is... I read it as someone with um, mental health problems, a metaphor for mental health problems. He's, he's, he's unpleasant to be around, and Archie dumps him on his best mate, incredibly selfish and harsh, and then, and then, then Jughead takes advantage of him and forces him to cook oh for him. Oh, my goodness. It's just an awful, awful... Oh, the whole thing was dismal. You're worse than millennials with friends. Jeez. I hated it. No, what it was. So it was this elf who was clearly their friend. And there was nothing to... I did not read any mental health things. It was just an elf who lost his powers. And he's just like... And the elf is slowly... It's one of those... It's the classic sitcom thing of where you're like, oh, I'll have my mate round and live here. It'll be fun for a bit. And then it doesn't really work out. And then you're like, oh, maybe Jughead can be with it. And Jughead finds it annoying. But then he finds out, oh, wait, he cooks a load of food. Okay, I'm going to use this. And then it's it's that typical sitcom thing. And maybe this is just the Americana, like, not resonating with your bitter Britishness. But, like, it's, oh, it's... Yeah, it's just that classic sitcom thing of, like... Friends did it all the time with um, Fee- with Phoebe, Monica, and Rachel. You know, she, you know, Phoebe was Monica's roommate. He's like, oh, I can't do this. This is too much. And then, like, they did the switch and switch, and then everything ended up okay. Everything ended up okay in the end. The, the elf got his powers back, and they realized, okay, it's much better this way. And everyone got like what they wanted. Santa's daughter. All she wanted in the entire world to be a stereotypical, boring. American stereotype girl who went shopping. No, I was just like, "Bah!" She wanted to get. She, she gets trapped. Oh my goodness, this is so weird. The, she get. She's constantly trapped. She's got no one else her age around her, and she just wanted to see what it was like to be a teenager. Yes, it's an a, maybe a dated version of what a teenager is, but it's still like a nice little thing. And then like Mrs. Claus knowing more that like Santa's just being a bit too much. It's just like, no, enjoy your youth. All she has to do is hang out with elves. You'd lose your mind. You'd be like, "No, nah, I can't be doing this." Go on, any more complaints? I I didn't like I didn't like a panel of it. 
I see. I really enjoyed it because it was Christmassy. It was Christmassy and it was Archie. Like it's a bit of thing, and it's just I don't know. People read. Sometimes I feel like people read too much into stuff and just just enjoy it, man. Do you know what I mean? It like. For instance, I was watching Love Actually and Home Alone the other day, and there's so many I people... I like Home Alone. No, but the thing is, so many people go like, oh my goodness, what? no one would be able to do this, this wouldn't happen, this is this, this is abuse, this is this, this, and it's just like, just accept what you've been seeing. There's a bit of, like, there's a bit of humour here. There's just, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Come on. So I'll take it. i take it Archie's a Paul then for you. No. I, I, I'm, I'm taking Seasons Beating, thanks. I thought season's been my goodness. It wasn't even a Christmas thing, man. It was just there weren't even stories. At least, at least these are. It's a. Art I pa- loved the Doctor Doom story it's, with Squirrel Girl. Oh my goodness, funny. he gave her a nut. So I he got his nut. <laughs> it was Ace, and that was Christmassy. It was not Christmassy. It, it was, was gifts. barely Christmassy. There were gifts. Barely Christmassy. And there was this... a gr- Grinchy Doctor Doom no, showed no. some humanity. See, no, what it, no, what you could have done is a Christmas Carol with Doctor Doom, and then have Squirrel Girl as like Ghost of Christmas Pass or um, Bob Cratchit. There you go. There's your Christmas special. A so much better I, I, one. I take it you're uh, you're pulling Archie's Christmas spectacular. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. No, right. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. What about you guys? Where do you fit in this? Do you know what time it is? I do. It's trade off. Do, do you have to sing every week? Okay. Get your comics from the loft. Oh, I feel bad now. Awful. You, know, you just, oh. just made me cry. Oh, I've been accidentally grinchy. I was in a good mood. <laughs> I've upset you. I'm no, sorry. no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's I'm fine. I just, I just cry into my pillow. Later. I'm it's, sorry. It's Merry Christmas, Fraser. You know what though? We had a very so to explain trade off. Basically, me and Mark. Have Mark, Mark and, and I. I. There we go. He's learning. Fraser and Mark. There we go. I and Mark. No. <laughs> so I'm a mate and Dibbidee have different opinions, different perspectives of life. That was different mo- taste. That was more deep than a meaningful than I meant for. I'm completely off center here now. Mark and I have very different tastes in we comics do. and in a lot of things, to be honest. <laughs> Less said about that, the better, <laughs> darling. I'm very much childlike. I appreciate a good. Uh, I've been called very childish in my taste of comics. Mark is a bit more adult, not in a uh, not safe for work way, but more in a well, likes well, image fantasy. To be fair, a sci-fi. lot of image is not safe for yeah. work kind of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. And likes more sci fi and horror stuff. I'm a big Freddy cat, so tend to avoid that. The closest thing I get to that is Archie horror, which is, you know. Horror light, I'd say. Mm. So basically, each week, we sort of, like, give each other a trade. You, like, Mark will give me a trade that's usually more adult. I'll give him a trade that's, like, whimsical and sort of proves that, like, not all Marvel, DC, Archie, all those lot are so super childish. Some of them actually have good, compelling stories, or some of them can mm. be interested. We've both learned, I think, exactly. over the last 10 it's weeks. Re- it's really nice, because we always sort of get something out of it. There's not, I don't think there's been a trade so far of them when we've been like, oh, why did you give me this? Mm. But this week, because it's Christmas, Santa gave us a little trade each year. He did. He gave us a lot of presents, and we, you know, we've got two this week. We have. So it's no one's week. It's, you know... Thank you, Santa. Thanks, what Santa. A, what a ledge. So the two we're going to talk about are the Marvel Holiday Special from 2004 and Klaus. Now, Mark, because it's the season of giving, right. I'm going to let you pick which one you want to talk about first. Well, let's talk about Klaus. I 
had read this. So what you 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 give me your opinion on Klaus? Wait, you already bu- read a book that Santa gave you? I know oh, San- wow. San- Santa didn't check my oh, uh, no. Santa didn't check you, my bookcase. You know what? I absolutely love this. It's like an or- origin story for like Santa because it was ve- like it remind it reminded me of history from school that I can thought I completely forgot because I knew there was like. Wasn't there a king who, like, banned Christmas for a while yeah, and stuff like that? Stuff like so that. I sort of, like... Because they sort of ban... They don't call it Christmas. They call it um, something else. But, like, it's been banned and basically Klaus is bringing this back but in a more gritty sort of, like, fighting way and it's pretty cool. It's also cool to see Klaus is, pre- like, henched up and stuff like that. It's funny to see... Because it's sort of... It's described in the back as, like... Hench Sa- Santa. Sa- like, Santa year one, which is yeah. very funny to see, like, this is his origin story. But it's funny to see him all hench. This is clearly before his diet became milk and cookies. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you can't keep up that kind of muscle and stuff like that with just eating milk and it's cookies. definitely an inspired by thing. <laughs> yeah, hench Santa kicks ass. I, 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 I'm glad you liked it. Oh, no, I, d- I really dug it. And it's been... To fair, it's been one of them I really... Because... Uh, a lot of people who know me will know this, and now as listeners, you will know this. And I'm not going to swear because no, I yep. usually say it. But I fucking love Christmas. I know you do. I love Christmas. Literally, it's my. It's I, I could watch a terrible film, could listen to terrible music if it's long to uh, read a terrible comic book as long as it's to do with Christmas. I'm sorted. I know. So Christmas is kind of my kryptonite, but I did like this, and it's been something I've yeah, like I said, yeah, I wanted to read it because it's like it's cast. It's like. It's a whole comic book about Santa Claus. This is awesome. And I just want to acknowledge how gorgeous the trade was. The this oh the, the, gold, the, the paper the, the gold on the paper and yeah, the hardback and it was just gorgeous. Thanks, Santa. You gave us a really beautiful yeah, one. It was the, like the quality the of the trade was brilliant, and it made it feel more Christmassy because it was nice quality. Yeah, exactly. And I think the gold as well because gold's very Christmassy in it. Now the Marvel Holiday Special 2004. Now, as I was saying before with Marvel's thing in Polar Pass. This was definitely more Christmassy. Each yeah. one was based on Christmas. There was a... We had J. Jonah Jameson's A Christmas Carol, which I thought was hilarious. We had, like, Franklin uh, Richards sort of, you know, go into each of the Fantastic Four, find out what Christmas meant to them, and then a whole big thing. You know, Like, there was Christmas stories in it, which is why I think I was disappointed with this year's Marvel yeah. one. But... Forget about me. I was going to love it because it was Christmas and Marvel and Spider-Man and J. Jonah Jameson and Christmas, and I love Christmas Carol. What did you think of? Okay, Christmas? very quickly. The X-Men one was my favourite. And I felt... Oh, that, yeah. I forgot about the, Chris, yeah, yeah. the X-Men one. That and I beautiful. thought it was kind of sweet and the feel was very festive. X-Men. And I thor- yes, exactly. And I thoroughly enjoyed oh. Wolverine singing Jingle Bells, Batman oh, Smells. It, it was which so, I thought was wonderful. It was brilliant and it was so cute because it was like Gene and um, Scott and there was like yeah. the X-Men who got left behind. I was like... It was, lo- it was lovely. See, I think because you read this, this is why you're less of a Grinch because this, this issue book was very sort of like oh like oh come on you know you yeah, want to get into the Christmas uh, spirit and also Klaus was badass so like the, the, the J. Jonah thing again Christmas Carol rewrites is a bit of a cliche but it was done really but well but for J. Jonah yeah, Jameson so I liked that that's as well that's the character the, the, the Franklin Richards thing I hated I did. absolutely hated it see uh, there are I, a couple I, of people who don't like Franklin Richards they don't like the kids of Fantastic Four which is like understandable it was, I, I, I just look I, I, I'm I'm humanist. I, I felt that someone as intelligent as Reed Richards, the, the reality is the ma- 
the vast, vast majority of scientists are atheists. Yeah. And I, I just felt that it was a bit preachy and it was unnecessary. For, yeah, for me, like, I can sort of see why you get that. For me, it was sort of like it was looking at what different people got out of Christmas, which is why I sort of like the... I didn't ben, know Ben the, Grimm was Jewish. Yeah, I like the Ben Grimm stuff like that. So it's like different people have their different takes on it. And I sort of liked that. But I do sort of agree with the whole thing of like... Franklin Richards maybe wouldn't be Christian. It but was a bit God heavy, a bit it's Christian also, heavy. I thought it was it's preachy also, and it, it's, almost inappropriate. Yeah. It's one of those. It's funny though because when you think about it, because someone talks to, it's someone talks about it in the movies where like Tony Stark is physically seen a god in four, but yet he's still an atheist or something like that. And I was like, okay, that's kind of nah. like funny, but like, but I, the, yeah. the, this isn't. But it wasn't gods like Thor. It wasn't gods like Odin. Yeah. It was God, as yeah. in. The Christian God that, that nice Reed Richards believed in, and I'm like, that makes no sense. I did like the little Christmas message at the end from Marvel, and I do want to um, call back and just say the for Paul Pass, the Marvel one this year was really nice. They had a message from Stanley and Which stuff was like lovely. that, and they had like a memorial. And it's first, and I think that's the thing about Christmas. It's it's at the end of the year, you can look back at the year and think of a great thing, and you can sort of look to the future and. You know, it was a nice, yeah, it was a nice little touch, and that's what I really liked about the mouth thing, which I think is why it got it hurt him, hurt me more that it wasn't better or more Christmassy and stuff like that. No, and that I does make sense. I would have loved if there was like Stanley going, "God bless us, everyone." But that's just me being a bit, you know, whimsical and wishy. Mm. But what do you guys think? Yeah, tell I, us keep, what you think. I keep saying this, but if you've checked out this trade checked out these if Santa's gave you them as well he really wants the people to know about his origin story he wants to, yeah, he, does. he wants people to remember when he was hench and stuff like that and not the you know the way portly put, not the way they're portraying him now by coca-cola <laughs> yeah yeah did you know he was green originally and exactly. he's only red because red of coca-cola green. yeah yeah mate yeah. i'm telling you taking over but yeah that's it thanks for listening guys and you know what merry christmas merry christmas god bless us everyone no okay Mark bless us, everyone. Have have a nice Christmas, everybody. Feliz Navidad. Great Scots. It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same Geek time, same Geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.